0: And I'm trying to figure out how not to say they need to fire Frank Reich because firing a guy two games into the season just doesn't make any sense. And then I thought, Chris Ballard, what an untenable position this cat's in, right? Not only is Frank Reich living a miserable life right now, but Chris Ballard is too. And I picked up this book and I've read it. It's the story of Ernie Accorsi who's a, a a guy in the front office of the Indianapolis Colts uh, well Baltimore Colts and in the New York Giants and it's a terrific book but the title is The GM The Inside Story of a Dream Job and the the nightmares that go with it. Yes. This is nightmarish. For Chris Ballard, it's nightmarish for Frank Reich. These guys truly believed going into this season that They had a team capable of not just winning the AFC South, but contending for a Super Bowl. And then in the first two games, you see that none of that is true. That it's the opposite of that. That this team cannot play successfully together. The pieces don't fit. And that is Chris Ballard's job to provide the pieces. And then it's Frank Reich's job To put the pieces together in a way that's going to be successful. And these guys are at their wits end and they don't know what to do other than continue to make hopeful noises. And that is a terrible place for them to be. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. This is Inside Indiana, Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. Monday, September 19th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Go to busr.com backslash Kent. Deposit, first time deposit up to a grand, they match it with $1,000 in free play. Alright? Whatever you put in, they match in free play plus $100 or more, you get $25 bucks in casino chips. So there you go. And I'm telling you, Right now, the Indianapolis Colts are plus six and a half against the Chiefs at Lucas Oil Stadium. And if you have ever looked at a line and been, like, quizzical about how they came up with that, this is that game. Chiefs minus six and a half is the craziest. Wow! It looks like a gift, does it not? It does. Beware gifts. What looks like a gift. All right. Let's talk about the Colts, and and let's talk about not what happened yesterday, but what needs to happen moving forward. Look, in order to uh, you know force feed fans, us, everybody, media, anybody, any kind of uh, continents of hope, you, you have got to you got to start with making some changes. After week one, it was bye bye Rodrigo Blankenship. I guess Rod wasn't the problem, was he? Nah. Not quite. The offensive line is a big problem. The uh, Braden Smith can't stop anybody. So maybe at the end, er, in his fifth year, right? Maybe the Colts were right. Maybe Ballard was right. Maybe he's a guard. You got to shift this thing around. You can't roll this out again with Pryor, Nelson, Kelly, Pinter, and Smith. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that and and hope to sell Matt Ryan, much less the fans, on being protected. That we're we're providing protection for Matt Ryan. He's going to have three seconds to throw. He hadn't had any time to throw. He's all discombobulated. He's throwing it long. He's throwing it short. He's throwing it sideways. Guys aren't running the right routes. Guys are getting called for crazy penalties, including Braden Smith. Who somehow was lined up in the backfield? He was lined up too far off the line of scrimmage on a big play the other day. Stran lined up illegal formation. You, you got problems, man—big problems—and they need to be fixed by really serious guys who aren't who aren't afraid to upset the apple cart. There has got to be a consequence to somebody other than a kicker for what has happened in the first two weeks or nothing is going to change, you cannot roll into the third week and say, you know what, boys, I believe in you. I think you've got it in you. Let's go. Hey, you can't do that. You've got to lead. Look, nice guys. They can lead for a while. All right. I'll give you two great for instances. One, very familiar to people around here, Bob Knight to Mike Davis. All right. All right. Mike Davis, being a nice guy, he got a lot out of that team with Tom Coverdale and and Jared Jeffries and Dane Fife and Kyle Hornsby because Bob Knight instilled in them the functionality of really good fundamental basketball players. They knew how to set a screen. They knew how to defend somebody, right? And then you've got a guy who encourages them And all of a sudden, you see that kind of uptick in level of play. So Indiana goes to the national championship game in 2002. I'll give you another one. Buck Showalter with the Diamondbacks. Buck Showalter is about as much fun to play. He's like uh, playing baseball for Buck Showalter is like taking 162 enemas during every regular season. It's just miserable. It's got a big, giant binder of rules. It's a bunch of nonsense. According to Bob Brenly, who walked into the Diamondbacks' clubhouse after Buck Showalter was fired, he took the binder and threw it in the can, threw it in the garbage can, and the Diamondbacks all went, yay, and they played their asses off for a year and won a World Series. That is how nice guys wind up being successful for a little bit. It's kind of like, what? what is that, That uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but Jeff Bridges played a country western singer named Bad Blake. And his big hit was, uh, sometimes Fallen feels like flying just for a little while. That's being a nice guy coach. For a while, it feels great. And you win, and then nobody respects you, and all of a sudden, everybody starts doing the wrong thing, And you've got a damn mess. You've got chaos, and that's what the Colts have got. They've got uh, chaos. And speaking of chaos, I forgot to tell you about this, and I tell you every single day. This is the prize egg. The prize egg has a prize in it. On Friday, I'm going to give away the contents of this egg to a subscriber who likes the video. All right? You like the videos you see this week. And you're a subscriber, bam. So hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and what is in this prize egg could be yours. Last week, we gave away a Miles Turner autographed Pacers jersey. Frankly, because I was afraid that he's going to be traded to the Lakers and nobody would want it. Uh, However, it all worked out for the best. So anyway, hit the subscribe button, smash the like button, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. Donate if you have a mind to. A lot of donations yesterday. It was awesome. Let's continue talking about the Colts and the nice guy coach that is Frank Reich. Frank Reich said yesterday in the post-game press conference, because Frank Reich doesn't know how to say anything else, he said, we got the guys in the room. I believe in these guys. You know what? That's crazy, but that's Frank Reich. He has faith. He is a man of faith, and his faith extends to the members of this football team. He believes in them, at least publicly. Me, I don't believe him. I believe, not in all of them, I believe in Jonathan Taylor. I believe in Grover Stewart. I believe in E.J. Speed. I believe in Michael Pittman Jr., who wasn't able to play. I believe in Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson, I think, is playing good football. Not $20 million worth of good football, but good football. I believe in those guys. Matt Ryan, thank you very much, Trev. Tony Dungy was a nice guy. Hey, yeah, Tony Dungy was a nice guy till he wasn't a nice guy. Tony Dungy knew how to lead a football team, and he knew how to delegate, delegate leadership to guys like Manning and Freeney and Brackett. That was a really functional football team. Saturday, that was re- that was perfect. That was a perfect team for Tony Dungy. Nice guy. Yes, but when it came, push came to shove, Tony Dungy was up for a fight. Frank Reich, you know what, if you were in a bar fight, right, this is preposterous because how much time does Frank Reich spend in a bar? But if you went into a bar with a bunch of guys and all of a sudden one of your guys was thrown down with another guy and he had a posse behind him, right, where do you think Frank Reich would be in terms of, of being a, a participant in defending the honor of whoever that guy who was getting his ass kicked was? Would he be in the back of the room saying, ooh, geez, look at that fight. Well, we'd better call 911. Or is he rushing to the front to kick somebody's ass or at least hit somebody before he gets his ass kicked? I think he's a guy who kind of sits toward the back of those guys. I knew he was going to get in a fight. I think he might be one of those guys. I don't know. Me? I'm going forward. I'm in somebody's ass. I'm throwing hands at somebody because, you know what? If you're going to go, that's a pretty good way to do it. Defending a friend. Anyway, I've done it before. It never works out well, but, you know, of course it doesn't. At any rate, I think that that here's what's got to happen for this thing to get back on the rails. All right, Jim ursay has got to take a step back. Jim Ursay cannot be the guy. He needs to pretend his last name's Rooney. And he's got to take a step back and just collect checks and buy guitars and be happy doing that. Don't do any more videos Don't with your dog outside a plane. Don't, don't be active as the owner. Jim Ursay likes to be popular. That's not a good thing for an owner. Owners should be wealthy. You think Stan Kroenke gives a a tinker's damn about being popular? I promise you he does not. Zero level of interest in being popular in Stan Kroenke. But Jim likes to kind of meddle, and he likes to go online. And speaking of online, all right, the Colts announced today that Mike Kelly, the head football coach at HSE, is the Colts coach of the week, high school coach of the week, which is very nice. HSE, the Royals, they beat number 8 Westfield at Westfield. They're 5-0 and for the first time since 2008. Things are rolling, and Mike Kelly's a big part of that. The comments following Jimmer say announcing that on Twitter. Well, they're not kind to Frank Reich. They're very kind to Mike Kelly. Uh, a lot of suggestions that Mike Kelly be the head coach. Jim Ursay wants to please people, that at his essence, he's a pleaser. He's got to stop that. He's got to stop fueling himself with uh, the optimism and the hope that he can provide this football team through social media. Stop doing that. Thank you very much, Brian Dusenberry. Very, very nice of you. Don't do that, Jim, because it doesn't help. Listen to your GM. Hire your GM and let him manage that franchise. And if you don't do that, you're going to wind up in the jam that you're in. Now, Frank Reich's got to take a step away from the team. I would prefer that Frank Reich resign. I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to stick by his guys. He is not capable of leading this thing back to where it needs to be. Nobody is. This isn't going to be a case like Rod Dahauer uh, ceding control to Ron Meyer and Dahauer not winning And then uh, he was 0-13, Ron Meyer, finishes the season 3-0. That's not going to happen, right? That that was 1986 in Indianapolis. That's not going to happen. Nobody can get this thing back on the the trail. You, You just can't. But it's not fair to Frank Reich just to keep dangling him along this year. Tom Allen to the Colts. Can you imagine? Jeez, those guys... That, that guy would try to body surf in the Colts locker room one time and and they'd look at him like he was nuts and they'd let him fall to the ground. Uh, Tom Allen doesn't need to come here and be, be an NFL head coach. Can you imagine? That'd be quite something. Uh, all that high school Harry stuff is not going to fly. It barely flies in college. Hoosiers 3-0. Oh. I'm not quibbling with winning. But if he came to the NFL, Wow. Uh, yeah, that's not going to work. At any rate, you change leadership in the middle of a season, you get the leadership you deserve. You wait till the end of the year. You fire Reich. This year is going to be an utter waste of time. Colts probably finish 6-11. and 11. They get a draft pick where maybe they wind up getting a, getting a quarterback who's going to lead this franchise into the next dozen or so years. Maybe that happens. We remember what happened. In 1997, right? 1997, Lindy and Foddy, terrible. He had to go, right? What'd they do? They waited to the end of the season, fired his ass, hired uh, Bill Pullian, Jim Mora, had the number one overall draft pick, invested it in Peyton Manning, and you were off to the races because Bill Tobin was smart enough to take Marvin Harrison and Tariq Glenn in the previous two first rounds. That worked out. This, I, I know I'm kind of circling the drain here. Firing Frank Reich is not going to accomplish anything other than releasing that guy from uh, the misery of coaching this team over the next four months. That's all you get out of it. I don't know whether that's enough. Might be enough. You get fans who are angry, who feel good. Somebody's getting kicked in the ass. I'd rather Braden Smith get kicked in the ass or get kicked three feet left. Winds up being a guard. The Colts have got to stop paying for mediocrity. Quentin Nelson, $20 million a year. Good Lord, Braden Smith, 18. Ryan Kelly, love Ryan Kelly. But is he worth that amount of money? That offensive line is the highest paid offensive line in football. And what are they doing? Couldn't open a hole against the Jaguars, although it's hard to block eight guys, right? Ballard doesn't provide weapons necessary to give Ryan someplace to throw and doesn't require Peterson and, and the defensive staff of the Jaguars to show any respect whatsoever for the offense. There is a lot going on here. There's no question about that. A lot going on. I remember the Josh McDaniels hired too, and I thought that the Colts, I thought that they dodged a bullet when he went back to New England, and you wound up with Frank Reich. But I, I think that that was just kind of a bullet deflected, and then it went off this Clark Street sign uh, up here, and it hit us in the head. It took five years, but it finally hit us in the head. We're seeing in, in Vegas, Vegas, they well coached. You saw that crap yesterday. Cardinals beat Vegas. How'd they do it? Like, Raiders were up a gazillion with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and somehow Kyler Murray brings them back from the dead. Anyway, what I'm telling you, this thing is not getting back on the track whether Frank Reich is a coach or not. Understand that this is a lost season. Two weeks in, I know, it's crazy to say, but this team, there was so much wrong yesterday. So much it is difficult to fix. I don't think they can get it fixed. I think this year is going to be a train wreck no matter what happens. There are going to be moments of bliss. There are going to be weekends where the Colts win, but there aren't going to be many of them. Maybe we got Tuesday tomorrow, we got Optimism Wednesday coming up. Maybe by Wednesday we can put together a list of reasons to hope that this season isn't over. But I'm telling you, today... We're what? We're about 24 hours uh, removed from the end of the game. Whatever that was, it didn't look good and it didn't look fixable. And there were so many problems that I, I don't know where you begin to dot all those I's and cross all those T's. This This is a disaster, the likes of which could bring everything down. And I'd hate to see that because I think there are really good things about Chris Ballard. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning about it. Remember to subscribe, and you could win the contents of this prize egg. How about that? Yeah, building from the inside out. How's that worked out?